Today, I'm lucky enough to pin down one of the busiest, hard-working people I know. Emma Rushworth, who's the director of String Infusion. I've worked with Emma on so many different projects, and I can't wait to speak with her and give you all an insight into her story and how String Infusion have just gone from strength to strength and are now global. So, here we go. Today, I am really lucky to be joined by the amazing Emma Rushworth, who is Director of String Infusion. So, thank you so much, Emma, for spending a bit of time to let me pick your brain and more so let people have a bit of an insight into the world of String Infusion. Not at all. Um, I can't begin to tell you how many questions I've got currently listed down here that I've been writing that I'm lucky because I've worked with you so many times. But every time I see you, it's kind of like, right, we need you on stage now or can you hurry up, <laughs> we need to get So I don't really have the opportunity to really ask you a million and one questions. Fire um, away. <laughs> so it's exciting for me because I think, you know, you you might be really humbled by it, but the biggest thing I have to say is that for me to see the growth that kind of String Infusion has gone on in that journey, I think it's really amazing um, because it, it's literally, it's everywhere. Um, yeah. Whether people want to see it or not, you are everywhere. And <laughs> that is, I think that, that that for me is a real big mixture of amazing social media. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether this is right or wrong and certainly being maybe in the right place at the right time and seeing an amazing opportunity. Definitely. Um, and I think that's what, kind of what I really wanted to kind of expand on as well as many other questions but certainly how it kind of all began for you you know where you initially started because I know when we have briefly spoken about kind of your background where you kind of came from yeah and this wasn't the initial kind of violin kind of string thing that you previously did and that no it's kind of just been something I won't say you've fallen into but certainly has become now your life definitely Um, so kind of where, where did it all begin? Have you yeah. always been from like a musical kind of family? Um... Yeah, I have actually. So my dad um, is a music teacher um, okay. in Berry. So he um, introduced me to the violin and piano um, when okay. I was around four. I couldn't okay. I couldn't play the piano straight away because my hands, <laughs> you know, were too small. I had to wait till I was about eight before I could actually start playing anything. You couldn't tie like like uh, the ice lolly sticks to slightly longer <laughs> it was crazy so I started on the violin um and you know I, I loved it from there um he didn't teach me because I think it would have been like world war three like it would have been ridiculous <laughs> so um I got a violin teacher called Jane Jackson who still follows me now um and she was incredible right from the beginning um and I just loved it and I just continued it alongside um, what also was another passion of mine, um, dancing. Um, so okay. I used to do music and dance together on the side of school um, and everything else. Um, and then wow. I got into the Junior Royal Northern College of Music. So that was my Saturday school, which was where I used to do all my music lessons, which was incredible. Um, instead of, wow. you know, a lot of people kind of tend to do lessons during the week you know, after school um, and multiple lessons. So it's quite difficult to kind of keep up with everything. Um, So it was just on one day, 
got everything done, um, met amazing other like-minded young musicians as well, which kind of pushed you even harder um, and made you progress, um, which was amazing. And then that's when I realised that I actually wanted to do music and it gave me a taster of what music life could be like. Um, so that's when I actually went to the senior school um, for my university um, and yeah, absolutely loved it. And I think, you know, it was one of those where I started doing weddings to earn money. Yeah. Because obviously it was very hard to fund. So started off with the part-time jobs and absolutely hated it. I was like, how else, <laughs> how else can I get some extra money on the side, you know, to support myself yeah. a little bit more. And that's when it kind of all came around. I depped for one of my fellow violinists and started okay. off with just weddings and worked for other people. Um, and that's when I kind of thought to myself and I was like, do you know what? I feel like I would love to do this myself, create yeah. something myself, but do it more as if, you know, what I would want to do and how could I make that different? Because for me, that was really important. Um, and straight away, I noticed for me, um, even though they're all incredible musicians, I just thought appearance for me was such a big thing coming from the dancing background. You know, everything had to yeah. be immaculate. So for me, that was a massive thing um, in the way I wanted to dress and style myself. Um, so it kind of started from there, really. And But right from the beginning, I thought I was going to be an orchestral musician. That's so what I wanted to initially, do. <laughs> initially, when you did those weddings and things, am I right in thinking it was more the orchestral kind of yeah. side? Yeah. It wasn't as kind of... And it was just on please, the side. Forgive, forgive my you know? ignorance. It wasn't like the modern kind of music that, that you kind of do a lot now with like clubs and DJs no. and that kind of thing it was yeah. more that more traditional that classical. Yeah, yeah more traditional sort of playing and even like I said I, I wanted to be I thought I wanted to be in an orchestra that was my yeah. aim because I used to do like Halle Youth Orchestra so I was like I would like love to be in Halle yeah <laughs> so that's what I wanted to do and then like I said it just kind of when I started to actually look into it and I talked to my incredible supportive mum about it um she really liked the idea and you know kind of jumped on with me um and really supported me through the hard process of working out exactly what I wanted to do <laughs> that's amazing I think you you know for, for me that the there came a point and I, I don't know when this was but certainly for, for kind of us who were, were in events at the time yeah there was coming this point where People wanted live music at events, yes. but they didn't yes. want to pay the money for like a big band yeah. or a show band. And they wanted something a bit more than a DJ. And I don't know whether this is true, but I, I heard like the history behind it was all coming from like Ibiza and kind of the, the clubs yes. and the parties of having that sax and violin and whatever else they wanted to throw at it, percussion. Um, and that for me was kind of the first sight of it. And then I think we kind of stumbled across yourself and it I've literally followed you along that journey. Oh yeah. It's... And, and, all, and, all, and all I've seen is your logo and you and, and the girls. And I know we've used you kind of in different sizes yes. from kind of small 
from doing like yeah. dinners all the way through to doing big charity events. Yeah, but, that was the idea. Um, it was to kind of scale it. So. It's so scalable. Yeah, it was to scale it. And also for me, obviously the traditional side is really important. And I think even now for musicians, for me, it's more of, I class it as my training ground now. So I still try yeah. and practice and do, you know, I find it interesting, the classical side. However, um, one of my idols when I was growing up, um, you know, I really looked up to was, you've probably heard of it, Vanessa May. Yeah. violinist and she I used to listen to one of her particular like her CDs um and I was like I really want to be like her when I'm older um and that's when the kind of electric side almost when I was thinking about the business I was like what how can we make it different rather than just doing the traditional side and I thought why not add the electric element in and kind of experiment with that and see what works um which really really helped us kind of take off i think because that was one of our first videos um yeah. and i would say for a lot of people like musicians um may have found it a little bit controversial <laughs> to start with um because it was something a little bit different um in that sort of scene um but like you said i think the scale of it we wanted to try and tailor it so that it it works for any sort of event so even if it's a smaller you know scale event we can just have less musicians or different you know different types we could do electric and acoustic to kind of build the event as it goes along so that's how we tried to tailor it really it's amazing i mean i don't know if you remember there was um a group on britain's got talent back in i did a bit of research before i called okay you, um, <laughs> in 2008 so i don't just know these random yeah <laughs> um and they were called a Scala, yes. and they were, I think there were either three or four girls who did that whole kind of thing, um, and that's going back quite a while, and I feel like they were a bit too early, yes. because I think I think they were amazing at the time, and I remember even booking them for one of, um, a charity event for a charity I'm heavily involved okay. in, and I remember them coming, and they were amazing, and I couldn't fault them, their energy and everything else, but I think they were a bit too soon, and this is why I was saying to you that I feel like you were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I, and that was, I, I, I wouldn't put it down to luck. I think it was great planning more than anything else. Yes. Um, so that for me kind of sums up kind of your business model. Yeah. That, you know, unlike a Scala, who, who I'm sure made an amazing living and did a great job out of what they yes. did. I feel like you, you, were there when it actually needed that kind of need. Yeah, I completely um, agree. It was one of those where, you know, when you just have that feeling and obviously we did a lot, I did a lot of research before um, even. We had like the logo and everything kind of in the background. We knew the name of what we wanted to call, you know, the business. But for me, yeah. you know, we did a lot of research. Obviously we looked at Ascala um, and we looked at, you know, other um, electric string groups that were around and obviously they were mainly predominantly in London um yeah. if they were but they were all quartets nothing ever went beyond that and for me that was where I wanted to challenge that and go why can't we have eight girls why can't we have 15 16 which we did the other week you know um for one event at event city we had um a massive group of girls so I was like why can't this be possible um to make it you know more more amazing in a way um so that's what I wanted to do um and yeah I just got this gut feeling in my stomach and I was like if I don't do it now I feel like I'll miss the opportunity to do it so I just went for it <laughs> oh no that's amazing I love that 
Um, so, kind of, what what's your kind of your day to day? So, obviously, the majority of events are either weekends or evenings. Yes, so we uh, you get the odd one. So, so what 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 you kind of obviously there's admin and other bits, and I know in the past we've discussed that you you do have people who help you with admin. You recently moved to an office. Yeah, yeah. So. so we've got um obviously day to day now um is very different. Like you said, weekends gigs, but we do get some weekday gigs in, which is amazing. Which obviously I'd prefer to do any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we that's what I love about what I do is it's very up and down, very interesting every day. Um, so yeah. obviously yes we've got um, a couple of people working in the office now because obviously I wish I could do everything and speak to everyone but it's just not possible when I'm on an event yeah. as well um, so yeah we've got someone looking at the finance someone looking at the marketing and then someone occasionally when I can't do it in the week is obviously dealing with kind of the general clients in general speaking to them or emailing them and um, whatever they prefer um, and then yeah so then I'm also then um practicing my violin trying to get a couple of you know an hour in a day to keep my playing going (laughs) yeah Um, definitely so there's that as well and then we've got obviously all the equipment to keep on top of music to keep on top of which we're now now we can and we've got the time it's very tedious but we're getting everything on ipads now even for the traditional side so everything will be kind of more on iPads so it doesn't look as messy when we go to events it's just easier yeah um so that's the next stage getting everything kind of on like an online library um which takes a lot of time as well and then on top of that I'm trying to keep up new ideas um think about what we can do differently um so yeah it's all very interesting (laughs) I I suppose a bit like myself that the fact that we are in an industry that it's kind of 24 seven you don't get time to breathe no. and those things that you really want to get sorted are always put on the kind of the back of all the or the bottom of the exactly. list um so it's allowing you to i suppose maximize this time and really work with it's amazing yeah it's been incredible really like i said like you just said then it's 24 7 we don't even get a chance to breathe ourselves because we're just constantly yeah. on the go traveling we may finish a gig in London at 2 a.m and then sometimes we have to travel back up to Manchester to make an event the following day so for us it's quite draining um physically emotionally everything you know so for us it's been quite good I think the girls as well have also agreed um you know it's nice to kind of just have a bit of downtime but do the things like you've just said that are so tedious but need doing we always put them to the bottom of the list because they're time consuming so it's been good to get that sorted and as well as that I've also learned a lot about recording because I we didn't get taught music tech when um we're at music college it's not really an option um Mm -hmm. and for us who are classically trained we don't really need it to start with so I felt like I've had to learn a lot about recording um, and about videos and how to make stuff myself um so that's been also very interesting to have a look at whilst you know whilst we're in lockdown so yeah yeah (laughs) mini mini home studio you know that would be great (laughs) eventually (laughs) not quite yet but (laughs) sounds great 
it's there. I mean, the the fact that like your dad played an art. I'm right in thinking that your brother also plays an instrument. Yeah, he plays that, sax right? for us. Um, um, yeah. yeah, so you're a bit like the modern von Trapp kind of family. <laughs> Do you know what? When I first played with him, it, it was honestly the most incredible feeling. We did um, a corporate event together, and I know he's amazing because he also went to the junior RNCM, and they were saying that they wanted him to pursue a career in music, but he only wants yeah. to do it. I think you know on the side and that's completely fine you know that's what he's chosen yeah. to do and um but when we did that first event you know it was honestly the most amazing feeling that like I just couldn't keep myself together because we'd never done that before and he's always Aww. like he's my younger brother so he's always a bit like oh I'm not cool enough you know like I don't want to play with you <laughs> that sort of vibe and I was yeah. like oh please so I was like well I'm just gonna book you with us and then you have to play whether you like yeah. it or not <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so what, what's kind of happened in terms of you guys, you know, obviously we're, we're all gone into this weird shot, shutdown yeah. and lockdown. Um, so I'm assuming you, I, I know your diary is chocolate rock at the best yes. of times. And it's pretty much like someone's pulled a plug out. I'm assuming that, that, that you've postponed all the events. Yes. Oh, my God. The notice. Yeah. Um, which logistically is a nightmare at the best yeah. of the times, as it has been for yeah. everyone. Um, how, how's that kind of been for you guys? How's oh, it was honestly, what, I think we got our, you know, when it started to kind of happen for us, we really got everything cancelled. You could see some of the restaurants who we kind of did locally in Manchester, which holding off as long as possible. They were like, no, until we get, you know, until we get told to, we're keeping everyone going. And I was like, oh gosh, you yeah. know, like when you're at that point and you're at that sort of, you feel like you're on like a line. And it's like, when is it gonna? Yeah. When is it gonna break? Snap! So we knew it yeah. was coming to a point, um, but I don't think we realised how quickly it was going to hit us. Um, so it was around mid March for us when we started getting everything just kind of cancelled, um, which was quite at first. It just really hit home a little bit, and we were thinking, "Wow, this is real now," you know, um, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what has been thank thank we've been really thankful and we're really grateful that a lot of the events that we have have just been postponed they've not been cancelled completely um you know yeah. which is a massive um positive side in a way we're just going to be very very busy from next year it's going to be crazy which i'm not <laughs> complaining but you know, know. <laughs> it's literally if, if one more person mentions the word 20 exactly it's um, like you kind of can't even com- like think about it right now so no. <laughs> so i completely I mean, feel we're, that we're only in may oh my gosh i know it's honestly scary so in a way um i'm really thankful that a lot of them have just been postponed it's meant for us because we have like an online system with invoices and all that sort of thing so for a lot of it's really been a lot of admin side that's been quite um hard um which has yeah. been you know redoing all the invoices rechanging everything on the system to make sure everything's up to date in the diary um, but then on top of that you know having to deal with clients and reassure them that we're still going to be there you know because I think a lot of them are panicking yeah. thinking oh well you know what if you have another event on and the beauty of what we have and the you know the agency now um with the amount of players we have is that we can go out on multiple events a day um, to make sure that all the clients are happy. Um, so everyone will have their event and we will be there, you know, regardless. So Definitely. We're going on to that, 
has there ever been a scenario where people want you? Yeah. I mean, it must be very humbling and amazing to hear, but there probably comes a point where, say, you've got two or three on in a day and they all yes. want you. It's really difficult, um, that. I suppose you... Yeah, yeah. because... It is really humbling to have that. And I can understand why, in a sense, because obviously you're speaking to them kind of throughout the process. You know, you're explaining Mm -hmm. about um, kind of the image, you know, what sort of thing we'll be doing and how we will be, um, you know, um, giving our service to them. So I can understand in a way why they feel like that and they feel like they already have like a, in a way, a personal connection with you um, for for the event, you know. Um, and like you said, it is really difficult. Um, but because of that situation now, I've had to kind of say, well, you know, if if that is the case, then you're going to have to just pay a little bit extra because I can't be in five million places at the same time. It's no. literally impossible. So, yeah, it's really lovely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've had to kind of put my foot down a little bit because I remember that was a problem last year in terms of it's not a problem. It's amazing. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It's a, it's a good yeah and it just kind of overwhelmed me a little bit and I was like how you know how how do I deal with this how do I kind of don't feel like I have because I can't I wish I could be there and please everyone but I've got such an amazing team now we've got a lot of main girls we cast them as kind of like the A team um and they are yeah. you know girls who have been with us for a long time um I've trained them up um in terms of their their image their performance the electric a lot of the girls actually prior to joining string infusion had never played an electric instrument before so we've actually given them the opportunity you know and I trained them we have a choreographer coming in um you know to, to so they can execute the moves properly so they're all really well trained um and like I said the girls and the videos and things like that are all our main girls um and we will make sure that on the day there's always a couple of main girls if we have to spread out a little bit um that will be there so it's interesting because a lot of people some people are like you know what we love all your players we're happy with whoever comes which is lovely and then other times like you said they're really you know um yeah really particular so it's really interesting um how it how every event is very different in that way okay um um I mean, I I know, Uh, and actually I've got to say on that, that I think that it helps you, and the problem that you you probably don't have to deal with that too often is because of the amazing social media that you put out and the way that you portray you guys, because you all look as amazing as each other. That's what I try to do. Yeah, it probably makes people think, well, actually, I don't care who I get because they're all so talented. And you're going to get the same exactly. So, so probably very good. Yeah, that's what we've tried to do, you know. And like I said, there's always what I'm really grateful for is a lot of musicians are wanting to constantly keep joining String Infusion, which makes it easier for yeah. me then because all you know I'm even looking at now looking at some form of training program that the girls can have um, as soon as they come, yeah. which has been you know quite. It's really interesting to look at that and see how we can do it as quickly as possible. So they can get involved, you know, and how we kind of build them up. Um, so that's something that we're looking at in lockdown as well, is kind of how 
um you know people who have because a lot of you can see a lot of musicians when they first join they're like have I done the right thing this is for me oh my gosh and you can see their heads are like kind of spinning thinking I've never picked up an electric before how am I going to perform with it how am I going to stand with it let alone and you can see all these things are going around in their head let alone in a dress and heels and like you can see that they're just yeah. panicking already so we have to ease them in um and like I said obviously depending on the event there's a lot of different events so a lot of people just want traditional obviously then that's tailored more for the really strong classical players um out of our girls so it's all these things I really try and tailor it um for the right girls for the right event as well okay yeah, yeah I get that it's, um I suppose I've got two questions Go on. for you. One is, um, obviously, yes. it's all girls, which I have no issue <laughs> with. Um, and I think that there's clearly a niche for that in the sense of, you know, girl empower and the whole empowerment. Yes. Um, uh, and I think it's great. And I think we've even touched on things of doing like a full-on girl experience yes. with kind of DJ and sax and everything else, which I know you, you also potentially looked into for the kind of maybe a next so that is actually what is coming else. that is the future project yeah. which has been bubbling under the pipeline this before all this lockdown happened i've now got all my girls ready to go um Amazing. i can't re- i don't want to say too much there's going to be there's going to be a new nope. name but it's going to link to string infusion Good. so there's people will know Bad. it's still string infusions group in a way um, so I'm yeah. really excited yeah. for that. And again, like we did, we're going on the bigger scale to start, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, rather Definitely. than, you know, we can do DJ sax. We do that a lot already. DJ sax, DJ violin sax, you know, the mixture. So for us, that's kind of, we do that even though we haven't really got much promotional material. And we're hoping from this next project that people will be able to see how we can tailor from the beginning of the event to the end with all these different instrumentalists. And that's one thing that has come very far in the past year is we've tried to incorporate vocalists and sax players even into our kind of normal sets, background sets, um, which has worked really, really well. And it's just something a little bit different. So the Ivy um, for the past few years booked um, two violins and a sax player for New Year and they just like the different combination of instruments together so that's been really cool but yeah we started to kind of expand a little bit and you know if people are not bothered in terms of male female because um we did once um a catwalk show fashion show um and they wanted six of us um and i'll never forget they were like i know you're all female but are you able to bring in a couple of male you know to kind of balance and we're like of course like (laughs) we're really open with that and i know amazing players yeah whatever instrument we did recently in a penthouse in manchester it were i needed a keyboard player um to play for a party so you know and they weren't bothered again they just wanted a keyboard player so like i said my brothers played with us and a lot of male sax players so we try and we're trying to open it up a little bit more now, um, but obviously the main focus has been all female because I think that's really for us. Um, it's just a massive, um, it's a really important USP. thing. Yeah. USP. No, I, I think it's great. I think you know the the bonus you probably also have is like that little black book yes. of contacts because of like the RNCM and and where you've kind of come from as well and the fact that people want yes. to be a part of it. 
it, it, it works in your favor. Yeah, I, I was really lucky. <laughs> yeah, thank you. To I had to. I have to actually say a massive thank you to the RNCM because at first, I think when it first when you know when I put the videos out, it was a very scary concept for them. Being from a classical yeah. background, obviously they're training everyone classically. Um, so I think at first it was very scary for, especially kind of, you know, um, to kind of get their heads around. Um, but what was amazing is I got, um, I won an award there, which kind of started the whole financial process off for me and gave me a bit of stability in terms of to use for the promo. So I felt like I had a little bit of money behind yeah. me to use to get the first sort of promo, um, done. And, um, you know, they were honestly, they've been incredible, um, with kind of my support um, and, you know, especially for my master's, they knew I, I've been running a business at the same time as trying to finish my master's because I really wanted to finish it um, just to kind of prove to myself I can can push myself further than, I, than what I already do. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to, you know, so they've been really patient with me, um, let me do things when I can and can't. Um, they've not pushed me too much, but they've pushed me enough to, to get me to finish my master's which um so yeah I'm really thankful to them in many ways so yeah <laughs> that's good I think it's probably very hard for them because they're so used to a set yes. way um especially like you said of the classical um kind of uh, music and you've kind of come in and said yeah I like classical music and you've trained me with it but I also think there's a modern equivalent think, here and- yeah it's hard for people to sometimes see that, but I think you know the fact that they've supported it's you the way it's been they incredible. Have, and like uh, I said, I, like you've just said, then yeah. which I think really hits hard for me. I've wanted to try and bring classical music in a different way so everyone can enjoy it because I think it's very difficult yeah. sometimes. Because I um, freelance occasionally for the Halley Orchestra and for various orchestras around Manchester, and it's you know it's you can see that a, a lot of people now with the concert classical side and not attending as much. Um, so I wanted to try mm. and do something that was a bit more modern, that can get everyone involved, all ages. Um, so that was definitely kind of where I wanted to start with. And I just think it's really important now. I, I go into schools now as well um, by myself sometimes or with the girls if anyone's free, just do, you know, a mini kind of presentation. And everyone always looks at my violin and goes, oh, what's that? They don't even recognise it. It's really cute. So, and it, it just makes yeah. them, you know, they're like, I want to I want to play the violin now or I want to play something or, you know, and that's what I really want to try and do is try and keep music alive at this difficult time in schools because that's something also that um, is kind of deteriorating, which is really sad. That's, that, that is, and I think, you know, I, I remember uh, as a kid... I think I wanted to yes. learn to play the drums. Um, and my mum and dad turned to me and said, not in a million yeah. years are we buying you a drum kit at home. <laughs> but I suppose that the burnish you've got with it, something like yes. an electric violin, uh, you can plug it in and yeah. it be as loud because you can turn it down slightly. So, um, yeah, exactly. Like I was going to say, dr- um, neighbours will be going mad with that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think that the final question, and then I will okay. leave you in peace to get on with your, <laughs> your normal life, is um, what, what do you think like the highlight of your career has been? So, so what, what would you say, you know what, that's the thing that keeps me driving, that, that's the thing that really made me realise, oh my goodness, this is yeah. what I want to do for the rest so of my when life, I, For me, it's when I see people smile 
or see a reaction oh. when we're performing. You know, if you've yeah. got the whole room up and you're an evening entertainment act, you know you've done your job. Or for me, that means the world. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people recently, especially during this time, I've been trying to just put out a few kind of music room sessions with my dad. Um, oh, thank you. I love that. And it's just I been lovely. Them. I haven't played with my dad properly for years as well. So it was quite emotional at the beginning um, to kind of get used to that again. And to hear people say how it's affected them and how it brings a smile to their day, whether that's in an event or whether it's now, that's why I play it. I love playing. I want, you know, um, I love playing the violin. Um, I'm so passionate about music, all genres of music. Um, and for me to see their reaction to what we do, that means the world. Oh, no, you know what? It's so true. And I think it's the same yeah. with anyone who's in events, that if you can make your end client or even that whole room happy, then you know you've achieved yeah. what you set out to do. And there can be many a headache <laughs> uh, stress building up to that. <laughs> but if, if when you're there on the night and, and everyone's happy, that, then you've yeah. achieved your end goal. It's, it's addictive, isn't it? It's kind of addictive in a way. Like once you've done one and, you know, you see their reactions, you just you just want to get up again. Like, I want to just go again. I'm ready to go again, you know. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> 100%. I know, so true. Um, I've got to say, I want to thank all. you for your time because literally, um, I, I know you, you are busy. Not so at the moment. Not but... so much now, same as all of us, um, but in, in normal times. Um, and it's always great it's to speak lovely. to you and catch up with you. Uh, so honestly, thank Anytime. you thank so, you. so much. Um, hopefully we, we'll catch up that soon would be when lovely. all this is over. Yeah, and I can't wait to see this preview of what you've got lined Very up for exciting. everyone as well. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. You All too. The best. Look after yourself. Yeah. To speak to you shortly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye for now. Thank you so much, Emma. I really did enjoy that podcast. Um, makes me want to now pick up a violin, maybe set up male string infusion, but I think that's a whole other subject and more so I can't play the violin so you've got nothing to worry about. I'm really excited to hear about the future project that you've got coming up as well. So I hope everyone's enjoying our podcasts and more so. Uh, I hope everyone's still tuning in. If you do have any questions, please do get in touch. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again.